Bienvenidos, hermanas y hermanos. Welcome to this time of worship, brothers and sisters in Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I am pleased to welcome you to this time of worship. We welcome those who are present with us, those who are joining online. As we celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month, and our guest preacher this morning is Carlos Malvez, a seminary student, and you will hear more about him in just a moment. As we center ourselves for worship, let's stand as we sing hymn number 57. We'll sing verse 1 in English, and then verse 1 in Spanish, and then we'll sing verse 3 in English to finish. Thank you. 
Please join me in our call to worship. I will read the one, and I invite you to read the bold all. We gather to worship together. Yet all children of the same parent. We gather to reconnect with one another. Yet all disciples of one teacher. We gather with different joys and sorrows, different hopes and fears. Yet one people with one God, one faith, one baptism. Our scripture reading today comes from Psalm 113, 1 through 4. And I invite you to join on the bold print, if you are able, in Spanish. Alleluia, alabado sea el Señor. Praise the Lord. Alleluia, alabado sea el Señor. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Alleluia. Alabado sea el Señor. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time on and forevermore. Alleluia. Alabado sea el Señor. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Alleluia. Alabado sea el Señor. The Lord is high above all nations and his glory above the heavens. Alleluia. Alabado sea el Señor. Praise be the Lord. Amen. Let's sing together number 118. In the Lord I'll be ever thankful, and we'll start with English, um, so not with uh, Portuguese, and then we'll sing Spanish and then English, so three times. Señor, that's me for 
I'll be reading uh, first in Spanish and then in English. Romanos capítulo 12, versículo 9 a 16. El amor debe ser sincero. Aparezcan al mal, aférense al bien. Ámense los unos a los otros con amor fraternal, respetándose y honrándose mutuamente. Nunca dejen de ser diligentes, antes bien, servan al Señor con el fervor que da el Espíritu. Alégrense en la esperanza, muestren paciencia en el sufrimiento, perseveren en la oración, ayuden a los hermanos necesitados, practiquen la hospitalidad. Bendigan a quienes los persiguen, bendigan y no maldigan. Alégrense con los que están alegres, lloren con los que lloran. Vivan en armonía los unos con los otros. No sean arrogantes, sino háganse solidarios con los humildes. No se creen los únicos que saben. Romans 12, 9-16 Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. The word of the Lord. It is my pleasure this morning to introduce our guest preacher, who is not a guest, but is a student here at Eastern Mennonite Seminary. Juan Carlos Malvez is currently, and has been for the past 18 years, the pastor of Manantial de Vida. Did I say that correctly? MDV Ministries. He told me I could say that. <laughs> so uh, we welcome Carlos to bring us the message this morning. His wife, Wendy, is a graduate of the counseling program, and they live here in Harrisonburg with their three children. So please join me in welcoming Carlos. Buenos días. Uh, try one more time. Buenos días. I have, to, I have to remove this. Professor Joyner, thank you for this opportunity. Um, 1969, President Johnson declared a Hispanic Heritage Week. Then, 1989, President Reagan declared a month of celebration of celebrations from September 15 to October 15. So it's a fact. Hispanics have more celebrations than days on the calendar. <laughs> a key element of this celebration is to acknowledge the contribution 
of the Hispanic community to this nation. The official celebrations include memorials, parades, recitals, concerts, and food. Lots of food. By the way, I've been asked before, um, Carlos, which is the best Mexican restaurant in town? <laughs> which one tastes like home? Well, the answer for those is a negative. Um, there's no good restaurants, Mexican restaurants in town, and, and nothing, nothing tastes like home. For decades, Hispanics have contributed to the nation's economy from agriculture, manufacture, construction, and service. Presently, more than 60 million people in America identify themselves as Hispanics. This includes second and third generation from Hispanic heritage. Personally, I'm not too much of a celebration person, but I think that's because I'm getting old. <laughs> uh, I don't even like my birthday, I don't, okay. <laughs> But if I celebrate, if I want to celebrate this month, I will celebrate with another crowd, not with the 60 million people. Instead, I would celebrate with a crowd that's estimated to be between 15 to 20 million people. They're also Hispanic. They are called ghosts. They are called invisible. They are called undocumented. They are called illegal aliens. So why are we here? Well, a, a vice president traveled two days to Guatemala, two full days, 48 hours, to find the root causes of immigration. Okay, what well, is my help? Well, there's different answers to these questions. Why are we here? Number one, we're looking for a better future. Number two, pursuing happiness. And number three, searching for a dream. On his essay, Contemporary Immigration to the United States, David Engstrom explains, and I quote, global, social, political, and economic changes have led and continue to lead millions to leave their homelands and seek opportunities in the United States, end quote. Mexico and many Latin American countries receive millions of dollars a year from the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. This financial aid is allocated to undeveloped countries to assist in programs of education and infrastructure. Sadly, corruption makes impossible for these helps to reach those who really need it. Corruption in Latin America countries is a real issue. Bad government and criminal organizations continue to drain any possibility for success. Men and women long for opportunities to work and to break the poverty cycle. At the end, the best offer available is to take on the dangerous expensive and traumatic journey to United States of America. Then immigrants learn to survive in a new system, capitalism. This is how capitalism works. 
the capitalist owner accumulates wealth and the working class barely survives. Mr. Marx mentions that capitalists have an open door, and I quote, for unlimited accumulation. And I can give you, but you don't need names. <laughs> Capitalism is the economic system of America. That is high demand for productivity, lower wages, and extensive working hours. Those are the remarks of a capitalist economy. Hispanic undocumented immigrants are everywhere. Hospitality industry, service, agriculture, manufacture, residential and commercial construction. Maria Cristina Morales surveys the area of construction. Her essay, From Capital to Inequality, and, and that essay, she explores the, uh, how capitalism has a negative effect in Latin American immigrant communities. The high demand for cheap labor feds human trafficking, labor exploitation, and abuse. The lives of millions of immigrants are subject to inhuman working conditions in capitalist America. Morales explains and observes the area of residential construction in which the Latino immigrants known as newcomers are exposed to abuse and low wages. Latino immigrants work without benefits. They're forced to work 16 daily hours, seven days a week, just to make enough money to survive. According to Maria Cristina Morales, the hiring process of Latino workers is made through, I quote, local and transnational social networks with all types of law violations, end quote, including human trafficking, sexual exploitation. The cycle continues. Uh, it's replicated in big cities and small counties all across this country. Just to make sure I drive this morning, to make sure they're still building. Just drive around and see, check who is building. Abuse, labor exploitation, low wages, long working hours are the reality of the Latin American undocumented community in capitalist America. The demand for low-cost labor grows daily. Now, Latin American workers leave their native countries seeking the so-called American dream. Migrants are running away from injustice and poverty only to encounter a different type of exploitation. Migrant communities continue to live in poverty. Gustavo Gutierrez observes, and I quote, in the contemporary world fascinated by wealth and power, poverty appears as an unescapable condition, end quote. However, for most immigrants, it's preferred to live in poverty here than live in poverty there. What does the scripture says in regards to poverty, slavery, injustice, and labor exploitation? According to Gutierrez, I quote, poverty is a scandalous condition to human dignity, therefore is contrary to the will of God. Gutierrez expands on the meaning of the term poverty. In scripture, the term refers to two main conditions, 
spiritual poverty and material poverty. According to Gutierrez, material poverty is considered a subhuman situation. I quote, to be poor means to die of hunger. To be poor means to be uneducated. To be poor means to be exploited by others, not to know that you've been exploited, not to know that you are a person, end quote. As I mentioned before, this working force in America is known as ghost. Nobody knows who they are. Nobody knows how many they are. And that is just to highlight their condition in society. They're invisible. I do not believe the material possession and accumulation of wealth is a sin, neither is an offense. If in the process of prosperity of a nation, people lose their dignity and their human rights, then according to Gutierrez, I quote, oppress the poor is to offend God, end quote. Abuse and exploitation from one human to another is continually condemned in the scripture. The scripture offers examples of people being exploited. For instance, the Old Testament narrates the liberation of God's chosen people from Egyptian oppression. Egyptians kept God's people in slavery and forced them to work double journey. Believe me, that is very familiar to the Latino community. From that denigrating condition, God liberated his people and promised them abundance. God's plan is not for human tyranny, where the rich abuses the poor. Instead, God's plan is to liberate humanity from spiritual and human oppression. Now I want to share about my story. I was born and raised in Mexico City many years ago. <laughs> I'm from a Catholic background. At the age of 19, I, I finished, I completed my basic training for mechanical engineering. And then I, I looked for work or an opportunity to go to a higher level in my education. But neither of those came to pass. Then I found this opportunity to come to the North, United States, and I decided to take on that journey. That journey cost me a lot, almost my life. I was at the border and I was involved in an accident that left me three weeks in a hospital bed in San Diego, California. Somehow, and this is a big somehow, this is a supernatural somehow, somehow I make it to my final destination, New York City. However, that traumatic experience followed me for years. Then I became born again Christian in Brooklyn, New York, a united revival Mennonite church. The Lord Jesus gave me salvation, healed my wounds, and deliver me from oppression. Now, I'm committed to do the same for others because in my community, I see trauma, lots of trauma. I see oppression. I see 
generational patterns of dysfunction and addiction, I see a need for healing. What I believe is that the body of Christ has been given the power and the authority to heal nations. So today I choose to celebrate with those who celebrate and mourn with those who mourn. I mourn with the undocumented immigrant Hispanic community who are suffering labor exploitation. I mourn with those who live without benefits. I mourn with those who work 80 to 100 hours a week building affordable million dollar mansions. I mourn with those who are waiting for an immigration reform for the last 32 years. I'm not an advocate, please. Don't call me on that. I'm not political. In fact, I told you a mystery. I'm here, but I'm still invisible for the system. I invite you to continue praying, praying and working for equality and justice for all. Thank you for your attention. Thank you, Carlos, for your powerful message and challenge to us to see what is beyond seeing, beyond sight, and inviting us into deeper meditation on how we can all be kindred to each other. As we move into a time of prayer, I will read a brief prayer from Voices Together, and this will be followed by a time of silent meditation. After a moment of meditation, we will then join our voices in the prayer that Jesus taught, either in Spanish or in English. The Spanish will be projected. The English is not written anywhere, so I trust that you will use the language of your heart to pray as one voice. Let us pray. O risen Christ, you breathe your Holy Spirit on us, and you tell us, peace be yours. Opening ourselves to your peace, letting it soften the harsh and rocky ground of our hearts, means preparing ourselves to be bearers of reconciliation wherever you may place us. But you know at times we are at a loss. So come lead us to wait in silence, to let a ray of hope shine forth in our world.
And now let us join our voices in the prayer that Jesus taught, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and deliver us from evil. Please forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. couple of dates to keep in mind as we go forth today. Next week, we invite you to join us back here for worship as we experience the five senses engaging with scripture. Also, on the 2nd of November, we will have an All Saints observance, and we want to put together a slideshow that has pictures of those that you have loved and lost particularly in the past year, but we welcome pictures of all of those whom you hold in your hearts on this All Saints Sunday. 
You can send those photos to me. Um, my email address is on the back of the bulletin at the date of November the 2nd. And if you get those to me a week ahead of time, they will be included in the slideshow. Let us stand as we receive a benediction. Go now with the grace of God who has called you to this place, with the peace of Christ who extends this grace into the world, and with the Spirit who enlivens the very breath that we take. The peace of Christ. La paz de Cristo. Amen.